0: Welcome to it Tuesday on the Pure Opelka podcast. Mike here, you there. Thank you for being there. And thank you to everybody who checked out Dark to Light, the podcast I'm doing Mondays, Wednesdays, and sometimes Fridays with Tracy Beans from UncoverDC.com, a place where you should be getting some of your news as well, UncoverDC.com. A great source of real journalism, not agenda-driven stuff. All right. Today, the day, Tuesday, the 5th of April, National Absinthe Day. I've never had absinthe. Have you? I know it's supposed to be pretty potent, but I've never had it. And I know they said, oh, it caused people to lose their minds. I think they fixed that. On this day, back in the day, George Washington exercised the first presidential veto. The bill he vetoed would have increased seats. For northern states in Congress. So he was trying to keep everything fair and square. Also on this date, in 1843, Queen Victoria declared Hong Kong to be a British crown colony. And now as China is taking back Hong Kong earlier than agreed upon, we're seeing what the Chinese communists are doing to the people of Hong Kong. It's pretty pretty crazy. Also on this date in 1955, staying in the uh, UK area, Winston Churchill resigned as Prime Minister of England. I guess he wanted to try and enjoy a little bit of what was left of his life after leading them through uh, World War II. In 1963, a guy named Spud Mellon got a patent for his invention. Now, his invention had been sold since 1958, but it took him a while to get through all the patent stuff. Uh, it was the hula hoop, and I guess getting the patent allowed him to get a little uh, royalty on everyone that was sold. Good for you, Spud. I don't think he's still around anymore. On this day, in 1976, I remember where I was, because this was a fascinating story that was being covered in most of the big newspapers. Howard Hughes, the reclusive rich guy. I think he was one of the first people they used the term billionaire with. Maybe or maybe not, I'll have to go back and check that. He died at the age of 71 and he had long hair. People talked about him having these two inch long toenails because he didn't ever cut his toenails living as a recluse. He was flying home from Acapulco to Houston for some kind of treatment when he passed away. Howard Hughes, the guy, of course, who had the Spruce Goose built, the largest wooden airplane, and it actually flew. He was a pilot himself. Uh, just uh, 1976, the bicentennial year. Also on the state in 1994, a tragedy in the music world. Kurt Cobain died, took his own life. I know there's people who don't believe that happened, but. I do believe it did. What a tragedy. What a talent to be gone at such a young age. Kurt Cobain. Nirvana. So sad. Uh, Let's look at some of the news. Depending on when you hear this, Barack Obama and Joe Biden may have already had their lunch at the White House. Uh, Biden returning or uh, Obama returning to the White House for the first time since he left. And some people say he never left and they're going to mark the 12th anniversary of the um, Obamacare. 12th anniversary. That's not exactly the anniversary you say, hey, it's the 12th. That's a big one. We have to celebrate that. So why is Barack Obama going to the White House? Why are they going to have a photo op? Because Joe Biden's poll numbers are stinking on ice. His policies are causing it, not because Barack Obama hasn't been hanging out. It's his policies. So he's got that going for him. We'll see what happens after the uh, meeting and the luncheon. I don't think they're friends at all. Jen Snarky yesterday was saying what great friends they are after the presidency. No, I don't think that happened. Joe also um, had a little gaff time yesterday. He was out on the White House lawn with a couple of Mack trucks in front of him bragging about how trucking is such a great industry to get into. Yeah, it's been a great industry. Trucking, truck mechanic gigs don't require several hundred thousand dollars in school loans in order to get into the business. And we've been telling you this for years. But the Biden administration is trying to jump on the bandwagon or truck wagon, if you will, and convince people they've been doing this all along. They haven't. But Joe did trot out a story that's a lie. It's not true at all. He keeps telling people that he drove a truck, a big rig. He never did. When he was a senator, and this has been confirmed by very liberal websites that do fact-checking, when he was a senator, Joe allegedly rode on a truck from Delaware to Ohio, a steel truck. But he seems to believe he was driving the truck. And he told a story that um, my buddy Chris pointed out might have a little dirty joke involved in it. Let's see if you can figure it out.
1: Senator, I was a, there was a guy who uh, ran steel from Deemer Steel out to Ohio. And uh, so I decided to ride out with him, see what it was like on the strike. And I was driving, going through Shiloh, Ohio. And uh, and he he was his handle was Big Ten. And remember, everybody—all the truck stops were being blockaded at the time during the strike. And he uh, he called. And he said, "Big Ten wanting to come in." I forget exactly how he said it. And the and the only woman truck driver ever knew I met that day, she said, "This is Big Mama. No room." <laughs> Swear to God, true story. Swear to God, he said, "He said I've got a United States senator driving my truck." She said, "I got the damn president in mine. So what?" So
0: is it real? Did it happen? The fact that Joe Biden saying he was driving it, he went on to say he drove the truck, that's debunked. He may have ridden in it for a while, but he took a plane back home. So Joe Biden trying to claim his trucking bona fides is a lie. But then again, it's just like the other lie he told us uh, about that evil Corn
1: Pop. Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's never true either. I wish the press would call him out on this. It's only those of us on the conservative side of things that call him out on it. We try. We try to get the rest of them. They're finally coming around on the Hunter Biden laptop story, but too little too late. And there may be some big news there. It sure feels like the administration is trying to find a way to get Hunter to take a deal or maybe he'll plead uh, guilty to a lesser charge, tax evasion, then Joe can pardon him and he can pardon his brother. Uh, it's very, very worrisome. There are two sets of laws in this country, especially if you're a Democrat. It seems like it's a lot easier. Uh, speaking of Democrats and people losing their mind, yesterday, Peter Ducey and Jen Snarky got into it on the uh, anti-grooming bill in Florida, the one that the mainstream media in the White House mislabel as don't say gay. Peter Ducey asking Jen Snarky, at what age does the White House think children should learn about gender identity and sexual orientation?
1: And one about this new law in Florida, at what age does the White House think that students should be taught about sexual orientation and gender identity?
2: Well, I would say, uh, first of all, Peter, um, we have spoken to uh, the don't say gay bill in the past, I believe.
0: It's it's not a don't say gay bill. That's a lie. You're already telling a lie. It is not a don't say gay bill
2: you're referring to, and made clear that uh, as we look at this, uh, this, uh, this law, uh, what we think it's a reflection of is politicians in Florida propagating misinformed, hateful policies that do n- absolutely nothing to address uh, the real issues. Uh, that-
0: the real issues? No, this is about telling teachers to teach children how to read and write and not to indoctrinate them and to allow parents to decide at what age is it appropriate for a child four five six seven or eight years old to learn about gender and sex but continue madam
2: of education is well positioned and ready to evaluate um, what to do next and uh, when and its implementation whether it's implementation violates federal civil rights law uh-
0: it doesn't continue
2: I would note that parents across the country uh, are looking to um, you know uh, national state and district leaders to uh, support our nation's students to uh,
0: parents uh, across the country are looking to schools to get the hell out of their children's lives other than to teach them how to read and write not to indoctrinate
2: or that uh, kids are treated equally in schools and that is certainly
0: they are. Kids are treated equally. We have that. That's already going on. This has nothing to do with that.
2: This is not a reflection of that.
1: And, and so just the last one. So if you guys
2: oppose this law that
1: bans classroom instruction about, about sexual orientation and gender identity in K through three, does White House support that kind of classroom instruction before kindergarten?
0: What a great question. What a great question. It's excellent. Let's see what Jen Snarky says.
2: Examples of schools in uh, Florida that are teaching kindergartners about sex education?
0: No, he's asking a question. At what age? What age, madam? She's not going to answer. She's not going to answer. Uh, Ducey also asked, "What is the president's opinion about this law?" Just
3: asking for the president's well, opinion. Well, I think
2: that's a re- I law. think that's a relevant question because I think this is a politically charged, uh, harsh law. What what what's harsh about it? Anyone get to ask a follow up? What's harsh about the law?
0: Can you tell us? Nothing.
2: It's putting parents and LGBTQ plus kids in a very difficult, uh, a heartbreaking uh, circumstance. And so are
0: five year olds LGBTQ kids? It's really scary the way these people think.
2: Oh, so I actually think that's a pretty relevant question.
0: And then she skips past him. She's not going to allow him to have a follow-up. This is, I believe, the Democrats' biggest mistake. They are going to die on this hill. I truly believe that's, that is their biggest mistake. Trying to justify or rationalize the indoctrination of children and telling parents, you don't get to say when your kid learns about gender and sexual orientation, et cetera. By the way, speaking of uh, defining, there is not a single Senate Democrat, not one Senate Democrat who is willing to define what a woman is. After the question by uh, Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn last week of Judge Katenji Brown Jackson, who's about to become Justice Katenji Brown Jackson, we can't do anything about it. We said that last week, but here it is. The Daily Caller had its people call every Senate office and ask for a definition of what is a woman. And nobody, nobody would answer. I think that's pretty funny. I think that's very, very, very funny. In uh, other news other than politics, Tiger Woods looks like he's getting closer and closer to trying to make a comeback to golf, which would be remarkable. Thursday's the opening day at Augusta. National for the Masters. He showed up yesterday for a practice session and there was a huge crowd of people who uh, were swarming wherever he was. Just amazing. I hope he's strong enough to do it. It would be a miraculous recovery. But I also know Tiger Woods wants to be able to compete if he can't compete. He doesn't want to be out there just walking around the course. In the woke world of news... There's a woman who tied Leah Thomas, the man who says he's now a woman, still has his twig and berries, for fifth place in a race during the NCAA finals. They tied for fifth, and when they went up to get the, um, the trophies, because you even get a trophy in fifth place, um, the actual woman who finished in fifth, tied with Leah Thomas, was told, we don't have enough trophies, so we're giving Leah the trophy to take home because they're just trying to get the press so they can get photos of Leah Thomas with a trophy. This woman still does not have her trophy because she doesn't make news. It's really awful what they're doing. And then Oreos has gone woke, very woke. Have you seen the mini movie that Oreos has put out? It it shows a family. I think they're Chinese. I'm just guessing. I don't know the exact Asian Uh, country they came from. but They said they came from halfway around the world to live in America, which is what people do because this is the shining city on the hill. This is the great place to come for freedom, or at least it used to be. And the child is practicing with his mother a coming out speech. And they go back and forth, and it's very emotional. And then the doorbell rings, and the mother had just said, I think you're ready. So grandma is coming in to the family home so this young Asian man can tell grandma that he's gay. And Oreos is sponsoring this and I guess it's all about gay cookies. I I don't want a cookie company getting into social politics. I just want you to make a cookie and put a little more of the delicious white filling in there. Just throwing that out there. Uh, yesterday or the last couple of days we talked about Bruce Willis and the tragedy of Bruce Willis being stricken with aphasia. It is a brain issue that makes it tough for him to put sentences together. So um, I reached out to a friend, Dr. Michael Royzen to understand what aphasia is and is it possible aphasia could have been caused by or triggered by the vaccine. Because Bruce Willis, by many accounts, had just taken a a new dose or another dose of the um, COVID-1984 vaccine. So Dr. Roizen's on the road. I tracked him down, he's traveling. Dr. Roizen is with us. Uh, Doc, thank you for being here. I, I just have so many questions about this aphasia and could it have been caused by triggered by uh attached to the vaccine in any way shape or form is there a way we can know doc did did that vaccine have anything to do with it and can we talk about aphasia my friend
3: um we aren't sure how you get it but what aphasia is is you can't express yourself That is, you may have words to say, and when you know what you want to say but can't express yourself, that's actually one of the worst conditions. It's called locked in. Mm.
2: Um,
3: But, in fact, uh, and we don't have to worry about the virus in this case. Both the COVID virus and the vaccine may have some input in this, but this started, according to others, long before uh, 2020 Mm -hmm. started. Okay. So, um, what aphasia is, is a neurologic disorder that affects a specific, the speech area called Broca's area of the brain, which is on your dominant hemisphere. It can be due to a stroke. It can be due to an infection or a tumor in that area. And knowing what we know about him and the quality of his medical care, presumably, um, uh, Oh, geez! I'm sorry about the noise in the background. That's
0: all right. You're traveling. It's cool. It's not overwhelming you.
3: Okay, so um, it is a usually one would suspect that if they aren't doing anything about it, either they can't find the cause or there has been a, a deficit, meaning what we see is a lack of neurons, or lack of brain function in the specific area, Broca's area in the brain.
0: Hmm. Okay. so for example, my dad, uh, years ago, before he passed away, had a stroke. And when he recovered from it, and he recovered fairly well, but he had trouble when he tried to find a word. You could see him struggling to find a specific word. And um, I'm assuming that's kind of a similar thing with aphasia. He knew what he wanted to say. He couldn't get the word out of
3: his brain. Yes, sometimes that's similar. Sometimes that's very different. But the process, meaning the brain not functioning in that specific area, is true. In other words, not finding the word usually is a deficit in the what we call a the hippocampus, which is the only area of the brain where size matters to memory. It's a relay center, and so it's not finding the right word to get it out. Mm. The um, This is a different area of the brain, a speech area, if it's only aphasia, um, meaning, and we, I don't know enough about his medical condition, um, but because I don't, think it's released. But in other words, if he could write fine, he can find the words and write it, but just can't speak it. That's what we would think of as a uh, an aphasia. And that's in this um, speech area of the brain called Broca's area.
0: Okay. well, this is this very early on. And I'm sure we're going to keep up with this. Yeah. Continue.
3: Now, in many cases, this is a temporary deficit and other areas of the brain pick up for it or um, can be it can be trained about. Um, now, he uh, and it, it really depends on the, how long, what duration, how many neurons, how many brain cells have been knocked out or if that's the cause. It can occur with seizures. It can occur with a lot of infections. So it it depends on the real cause.
0: Okay. Well, we're very early on in the reporting on this story and I'm sure we're gonna hear more about it and all of our hearts and prayers go out to Bruce Willis and his family, of course, and hopefully this is one of those things where the body can heal itself or rewire the brain to work around this problem. And so we'll talk about this again in the future, Doc. I'm not gonna keep you too much longer But I have to ask you about the most ridiculous story I saw late last week. There's a a woman in Brazil who was apparently nervous because she had a lot of gas. She was regularly gassy, and she didn't want to release that gas in front of her husband, so she held it in as much as she could around him, and she ended up being hospitalized. Is it dangerous to hold in your farts, Dr. Roizen?
3: Well... What happens is you have to uh, what we call um, contract a specific set of muscles very strongly, that is the rectus muscles of the 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 rectal outflow or or muscles that guard the uh, outflow tract. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, you can increase what we call your tone in your vagus nerve as opposed to the ad what happens in your vagus nerve doesn't stay in the vagus it goes to the brain <laughs> it goes to the the heart etc it can slow the heart significantly um and maybe she had uh, such slowing of the heart that she passed out i don't know the the story um but there are um her stories about this uh so in and that she would not be the first that that has happened to.
0: So the answer is your body wants to do things, and we generally should let our bodies do what they want to do because they have a purpose.
3: Um, Exactly, and because we have reactions that um, are to save us, that is, when you, when you slow the heart rate, when you stimulate the vagus and slow the heart rate, the natural response is, not, since you're not getting enough blood flow, is to have you feel lightheaded and then not get enough blood out, and then you pass out. The passing out is you go down so that the heart doesn't have to pump blood up to your head, but pumps it on a level area to your head so that you preserve your brain and heart to the largest degree possible.
0: Hmm. I, I didn't know that. I'm, I'm always smarter when I talk to you, Dr. Royzen. And um, I, I, let's uh, let's revisit the Bruce Willis thing when we get together for Wellness Wednesday, if you don't mind. I don't want to keep you. I know you, you're traveling. I remind everybody, uh, you need to order Dr. Royzen's new book. It's coming out September 13th. Uh, The Great Age Reboot, September 13th, The Great Age Reboot. Get it in your hands as soon as possible, because we're going to be doing a lot on this, telling people how to live younger and live longer. Thank you, my friend. Safe travels.
3: It's living younger, longer. I'm in.
0: I'm all in on this one.
3: (laughs) Take care. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Dr. Roizen. When we get back, Jim Stovall with our winner's wisdom. Yeah, we're going to get a little inspiration from our buddy Jim Stovall from jimstovall.com. That's next on the Puro Palka podcast. Joining us as he does virtually every single week is Jim Stovall, one of the most uh, remarkable people I've had the pleasure of meeting and kind of getting to know a little bit. Jim's an author, written dozens of books. He has a great column that comes out every week called the Winner's Wisdom column that we talk about. He's an innovator in the world of media, helping people who can't see enjoy radio or uh, movies and television. It's the uh, Narrative Television Network. So um, I I just think, um, when does this guy sleep? I don't know. Jim, welcome back. Do you sleep?
1: Usually during this segment every week (laughs) is when I try to drift off at some point. But... uh, no th- this week we're actually talking about in the column a warning for you and uh, if it was just for you mike i'd have several warnings for you but for for my reading uh... constituency out there uh, this is about the fact that uh... we are overloaded with information but often fail to get communication and uh, you know it, it it nothing anymore goes without saying we we fire off these emails or texts that are totally clear to us and they can be just taken the wrong way the opposite way whatever it is and so i uh, my staff got together and Pulled out some actual labels that have appeared on real live products. And for example, there's a sleep aid, a very well known sleep aid, and it says a warning may cause drowsiness, which is, uh, is kind of the idea of it. And then a, a major chainsaw manufacturer. Now, this is one you want to pay attention to. It says, do not hold wrong end of the chainsaw. Now, that's. <laughs> that's a mistake you'll only make one time and then you've seen these sun shields people use in the in the summertime and they put in their windshield to keep the sun out and okay. keep their car cooler but they, they somebody uh, and their lawyer felt the need to print on there, um, do not drive with the sun shield up which and by the way if you see a car approaching you that has the sun shield up that's a good time to pull off right there into the nearest driveway, if you can. And then maybe my favorite, a Halloween Superman costume does not enable the wearer to fly. Now that's an important thing to keep in mind. I, and you just, you wonder what prompts these. I mean, what, what happened in the emergency room so that somebody saw the need? Wow, we, 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 we better get a warning label on that.
0: I, I don't think I, it was the ER gym. Uh, my wife and I have had discussions about, the warnings that we'll see either on uh, television commercials or on the the packaging when you get your prescription at the drugstore, at the pharmacy. And I think it's what happened in the courtroom versus what happened in the ER, maybe a combination of both, because how much does it cost to put an extra line of text on something and it might save you you know, several million dollars in liability lawsuits because you said, well, well, we told you it wouldn't let you fly if you put on the Superman suit.
1: Well, and there are are certainly, you know, and then there are people out there among us who just have to do things the hard way. I mean, they're not going to take the word for the sign that says wet paint. They have to uh, actually stick their hand in it just to make sure it's actually wet paint. And uh, so there are those people, but it is just fascinating to see. And, you know, these things are not written for what should happen. They're written for what could happen. But the, the takeaway for you and me is the fact that when we're communicating with people, we can't assume this makes sense. Everything makes sense when I write it. Everything makes sense to me when I say it it just that makes sense to me but uh... you know and then we've discussed it before the dumbest question you can ever ask anyone is do you understand because every misunderstanding begins with uh... two or more people thinking they understand but the you know the important takeaway here is just because you're talking doesn't mean anybody's listening and just because they're listening doesn't mean you're really communicating, and uh, wow, it can be taken a multitude of ways and taken very, very wrongly.
0: You're you're so right on that, and I actually point at social media with places like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, but m- more so Twitter, which has a character limits. So you can't fully explain in many cases, and a lot of us try to get clever and abbreviate our message and it is so often misconstrued, and now you have to spend more time doing cleanup on aisle five. So uh, th- this, yeah. is, this is one of those important things that I, I learned from Lincoln and the management book uh, that Abe Lincoln would have written. And that's write it, put, put it in the drawer for a, an hour or overnight, and then go back and look at it before you send it, especially if it's an angry or disciplinary oh. note.
1: Absolutely, and you know, and I am I am still amazed that uh, Mark Twain and Ernest Hemingway and William Shakespeare were able to communicate without the use of emojis. Somehow <laughs> they could get their sarcasm or their sympathy or empathy or whatever they were trying to express out there, but everything can be... You know, it's fascinating. these columns go out in several hundred papers and read throughout North America and Europe and Asia and, and I hear from people and I actually heard from a guy who read the column you've got there in front of you about labeling and warnings, and he said, I think this is a subtle cheap shot at the president. So I responded to him, I said, What in this column? Are we we're talking about the column about these absurd label what is it about this? that that you think i'm speaking of president biden and, and i said i fear it it says a lot more about what you think of president biden than i do i i've never thought nor claimed that president biden would grasp the wrong end of a chainsaw i don't think he would do that so i, I but it's amazing how ready willing and able people are to get offended right now
0: yeah and that is so funny uh, whenever i see something like that i go back to well, you know what we see in others we recognize in ourselves, so I'm wondering if he's seeing uh, a confused person in the president and just doesn't want it to go public. I, I might throw that out there, but you're more diplomatic than I am, Jim, and that's why, <laughs> that's why it's me calling and learning from you and not the other way around.
1: Well, no one's ever said you were overly subtle, Mike. I mean, I've never, in all the years we've done these, I've never asked, I wonder what Mike really thinks. I mean, it's <laughs> it's pretty clear out there, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I like to be clear on that. And perhaps sometimes I should table those emotions, but I can't. Uh, Jim Stovall is our, our friend's name. Uh, Jim's available at jimstovall.com. You can get the Winner's Wisdom column. You can find him in your bookstores. Uh, So many books and so many new projects. Before we get out of here, Jim, is there
1: anything new on the horizon? Well, I have a new book that will be out next month called The Art of Entrepreneurship and actually another one that will be out in June uh, that that is coming out. It's a new novel called Passport. So uh, in the next 60 days, it's going to be busy book release time.
0: Well, good. Does that mean you get to go out on the road and meet the people?
1: Uh, Yeah, some of that now. A lot more of that is uh, sit and talk to guys like you all across the uh, fruited plain, as it were.
0: Well, I feel badly for you then, but I I thank you for maintaining this weekly visit. JimStovall.com is where you go. Jim, let's do it again next week.
1: I look forward to it.